Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Yvonne Latrell's podcast. I am the host, Yvonne Latrell. My co-host, SC and I are here um, for our Sexy Saturday. SC, hello. What's up? <laughs> Nothing. I'm sitting here. Um, so I got a, um, my neighbors are down the block, and they're having a party. And um, they, I mean, the music is so loud. I thought it was coming from upstairs in my house. And I said, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to fix everybody's ass because, you know, I ain't a party pooper or nothing. You know, just nothing funny to do. I said, I'm going to get me a bullhorn. <laughs> and the next time the power goes out in my neighborhood, I'm going to play that theme shit from um, The Purge. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> And then start shooting in my backyard. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're gonna go over too well, but it's gonna be funny to me. I don't care. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, but how's your day, man? Oh my gosh, my day was so good today. Today was just a really good day. Oh my gosh, and um. Not to be preachy or anything, but I just want to thank God, thank God, thank God, because today was a amazing day. It's just I'm so grateful for a lot of things. So a lot of things going on. But, yeah, today was just a really, really good day. On top of that, it did rain. It's been a rainy week. So, uh, you know, I love the rain. And I even have one of those those thingies that that have the sound where you can listen to the water. You hear that? Mm-hmm. Can you hear it? Yeah, I'm by yeah, the yeah, ocean. Yeah. yeah, that's me stepping outside. I'm by the I'm by the ocean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm really a water person. I love the rain. I love the beach. Yeah, yeah such of a beach bomb. Um, but yeah, so yeah, my day was great. How about yours? It was good. I had to, um, take care of some business. I had to leave out for a couple of days and I just got back today. Um, I was up about three o'clock this morning working on a project until about five. And, um, I spoke to, um, uh, Kevin Higgins. I know we got some advertisement for him. And I had to utilize his um his, his um specialty, his, you know, his expertise on some things mm-hmm. that I'm working on, you know. So he was like, "Yeah, you know what? Let me, you know, do some advertisement with you guys, you know." So I know when you do the advertisements. Did you get his information? I sent it to you. Yes, I did. I can um. Okay. Actually, if you want me to, I can just go ahead and do the advertisement now. And okay. since you did, uh, since you did start off with him, I will read his first. Kevin Higgins. He is a podcaster. 
TV film producer and a script consultant. And if you are looking for any one of those specialties, you guys can email him. His email address is kpwhiggins at gmail.com. Again, that's kpwhiggins at gmail.com. And his phone number is area code 347-599-8798. Again, that number is 347-599-8798. And also, if you have been having any type of joint and muscle pain, there's this new product. It's called Relieve and Relax. Relieve and Relax. And you guys can check out that product. They have a website. It's www.relieveandrelax.com. Again, that's www.relieveandrelax.com relieveandrelax.com, and it's for muscle and joint pain, swellings, and things like that. And also, if you are in need of air conditioning, like if your AC is out or whatever, or if it's not working, or, or, you, need, or if you need plumbing service, there is a company, it's in Florida, so this is for you Floridians out here. It's called ATC, and they have a website, www.atcair.com. That's www.atcair.com. And also, for you pro-lifers out there, I want to thank uh, everyone that has been supporting my single, even though there is a lot of pro-choice people out there <laughs> that don't care for my single, but for the, for those of you that have been supporting my, uh, my music, my books, or whatever, I just want to thank, continue to thank you for your support, and you could check out my pro-life CD, it's Can't You See, as in Can't You See Abortion is Murder?, and this is basically about uh, um, my situation. So I wrote it off of me. So only thing I could tell anyone who is pro-choice, you know, well, we're not going to even get into that. Just check out my CD. It's on iTunes, uh, Spotify, all over the place. And that's Yvonne Latrell. Thank you guys so much for the, for that support. And also I was bullied as a child, and I did talk about that. Um, not like a long time of bullying, not like years of bullying, but when I was in, I think, like fourth grade, this this little boy wanted me to be his girlfriend, and I did not want to be his girlfriend, and he was bullying me, and he kept bullying me, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. So I do have a book called Butterfly Me. It's a book against bullying. So if anyone is going through any type of bullying, you know, check out that book or even if you don't check out the book, you know, check out a book or talk to someone. And if you do have a child that is the bully, you guys need to beat his ass or her ass, you know, like this bullying <laughs> shit, it needs, to, it needs to goddamn it stop. So, like, it's ridiculous. And if anyone out there, if you are afraid of the bully, you give us a call here um, 
at um, our station, and the number here is 563-999-3548. And do not be afraid. Me and SC, we are here to help you. We will definitely get involved. If your parents can't get involved or if you're just uh, afraid, just please contact us. This is Mental Health Month, and we will be talking about mental health. We will be talking about... Um, just like all type of craziness, like, you know, people who are crazy in the head or depressed people, all types of situations. So do not commit suicide. Do not be depressed. I mean, I know being bullied can be a, a very depressing situation, but please give us a call here. Like, I'm, I know they have bullying and suicide hotline. So I, Tuesday, let's see if you can remember, just um, – Remind me. You guys can Google it. Like, Google is everywhere, but I will have the number for you all if, you know, just whatever. I'll just have it. But um, regardless, just you guys can call us up and talk to us, 563-999-3548. And that's pretty much it on my end. So, Essie, what about you? All right. Yeah, well, um, I wanted to, to, to go back on one of the advertisements that you did with Kevin Higgins. Now, I'm uh-huh. going to tell you, I um, I just recently reached out to him for some help on some stuff that I'm working on. And I must say, I must say, he is very organized. When he told me he was going to send me the, the information and how he wanted everything to work out, how, you know, what his job was, what his, his entitled, you know, he was very – very detailed, and I haven't seen that a lot with a lot of people when it's coming to the writing stuff. As far as, like, the mm-hmm. movies and stuff, they'd be like, oh, I'll get to you, and there'll be scribble-scrabble. And I'm not saying all because I haven't dealt with all. I'm just talking about who I've dealt with in the past, you know. And um, he was very detailed on the email that he sent. He gave me his um, description of what I was to expect from him, for him working with me and working with my stuff. So, um, you know, I haven't worked with them. Like I said, I haven't worked with them. But just, you know, first impressions usually are a lot, you know. So my first impression is very organized. And, you know, I'll keep everybody up to date on how everything goes as far as us working together, you know. I think it's going to work out pretty good. Right. You know. Okay, that's good. But that's in, really good to hear. Yeah. But in other news... And other news, oh, and before we get to other news, I just want to say because uh, we have uh, people all the time asking us about advertisement, and some people are listening uh, to the show. You know, well, we definitely have a lot of people, like, um, just more and more people listening to the show. But um, as, for, as far as advertisement, um, we do have different specials going on. So um, just, you know, contact us, and we do have a – a promo. It's fifteen dollars off. It's a coupon that uh, you use when you advertise with us. You enter the fifteen dollars off um, coupon. I think we have the coupon. I think the coupon is good for. Uh, I think it's until July. Um, but um, yeah, I think so. So, anyways, I don't know. I'll, I'll figure it out. But yeah, you. Um, and, and yes, we we do accept all credit cards or whatever, and you, um, of course, put um, uh, the information in yourself, and then, like I said, you will receive the promo code if um, interested. 
um, for $15 off. So if you want to advertise for the week, two weeks, whatever, a month or whatever, but yeah. So yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, back to you, Essie. What were you saying about other news? Um, just to touch back on something else you said about the mental health month. Um, mm-hmm. You hear about the dude. Well, I actually watched the video, and the video was very disturbing. Um, the Syrian national that was in France, and he was walking around in the park with a knife, and he kept trying to attack this lady and her son. And uh, and from the from what I could see in the video, it looked like he did actually stab the kid, and the kid was in a stroller. He was no. like, Jesus Christ this, and Jesus Christ that, and, you know, and so it's, you know, it's everywhere, you know. Mental illness is everywhere, you know. It, it, it can happen in front of you. It can happen down the block from you. It can happen to your neighbor, you know. It's just everywhere. You just got to be aware of people and your surroundings for the most part, you know, so. No, I, I did not see that video. Yeah. I'll send it to you. Okay. I just hope, you know, everything turned out all right, you know, and he got the help that he needed. Because regardless, you know, and I know this is like, you know, it's a touchy situation, but regardless, you know, some people when they have a mental crisis, you know, it's it's not them. They're not in their right state of frame, you know, and I might feel different if it was one of my family members that got attacked or whatever, you know, I'm speaking from somebody looking on the outside in. You know, I'm watching this woman and her child get attacked, and I'm like, oh, you know, I hope, you know, he gets the help. But it could have been one of my kids or somebody I know or somebody I love, and my outlook could have been different. And probably be like, I hope they kill him and all this, you know. But at the end of the day, you know, so many people are going through so much. Yeah, yeah. But, you know. Hopefully everybody is okay because there was a, a, a good Samaritan. He had a book bag on his back, and he had another book bag that he apparently was carrying up for whatever reason he was carrying it. And the guy, he kept trying to get the guy to come to him. He kept trying to hit the knife out of his hand with the book bag, and then they chased him for a little bit, you know, and then the police got involved, you know, so. Right, right, right. But, you know, but in other news. In other news, did you see that girl get attacked by the pit bulls? Yes, in the I did. Yes, that was crazy. You know, so okay, so you know, I'm big on self defense and everything else, or or whatever. You know, I'm gonna mm-hmm. tell you one thing about with dogs. You know, and and I've never been attacked to the to to the validity she was attacked. So it's easy for me to Sunday morning quarterback it, right? It's easy for me to say, oh, this is what I would have did or whatever. And the dog could have right. bit me and I could have been screaming or trying to get the dog off, you know. But right. for, for the most part, and I'm not laughing at the fact that she was attacked because she was mauled. Some three dogs mauled her. And it was like the guy, and the thing is, if you cannot control your damn dog, do not take that damn dog off the leash. And it was three of them. And it was like they took turns in mauling this woman. And with pit yes. bulls and strangers, it's crazy. And even with the owners, it's, they, they just snap out of nowhere sometimes. You know, and at the end of the day, they're still animals. And animals are going to do what animals do. They're gonna Especially act if you can't control them. Yeah. You know, so. And, and like because, I said, uh, I think it's just, yeah. 
No, I, I was just going to mm-hmm. say real quick, um, I seen a video where there was this guy and him and his daughter, they were walking and he he told the dog owner, oh, she, yeah, she wants to see the dog. And um, the dog got out. And when the dog got out, the man, this is like a whole other situation. Yeah, you seen that? And he left his little girl. He left like, his daughter on the Yeah. <laughs> he is definitely not getting a Father's Day gift. That motherfucker is not going to be Father's Day He's a coward. <laughs> yeah, I see that, yo. And yo, yeah. he telling and he yelling from the top of the car, telling his daughter, "Get over there, get over there, get away from the dog, get away from the dog." I'm like, yo, dude. At some point in time, you your child didn't have to be here, so you're gonna have to defend your child. Right? He, oh my he, gosh. He straight abandoned that little girl, and I felt terrible it, for because the little the, the the woman that owned the dog wound up coming from behind the fence to get the dog, and then she gets right. the little girl. The little girl starts running to her, like you know, and the father's on top of the car, like yo, move, do this. I'm like yo, how do you do that? How do you just abandon your child and just let a dog attack him? Well, in you know? that case, but, I mean, luckily, yeah, she didn't get a, uh, um, but in that case. The owner was able to control the dog. You know, she didn't even have to yeah. grab the dog. It's like, get your ass in yeah. here. So, you know, that's what I was going to say. Um, you know, in the event that you can't control your dog, yes, keep a leash on the dog. But like I said, all, you know, she didn't have to do anything but tell him to get his ass back inside, and he came inside. So, but, yeah, if you can't control your dog, the dog needs to have a leash. But regardless, they they need to have a leash at all times anyways if they're out in public at a at a park or in, in you know, just in a public place. Yeah, especially pit bulls. You know, I know they get bad reps because of the people that own them or whatever, but at the end of the day, they get that rep for whatever reason is because they've shown that that behavior in the past. So yeah. that's why they get the rep that they get, and they get it from the people that, that have them as pets. You know, mm-hmm. you don't know what a person's intention are for their animal until their animal acts out in public, you know? And, it's, mm-hmm. and you know, it shows you, like, with, um, I don't know if you've ever had a dog or whatever, but dogs know, and they will submit to what they can feel is the alpha male. You know, like each dog that I've had, they've fallen in line, you know. And I have um, I have Japanese Akitas. I love them. But they're very dominant dogs, but you have to assert your dominance over them. And they'll fall into the pack. They'll fall into line if they know you're the head arc, you, then your, your family, and then they figure it out between themselves. Right. You know, who's next in line, you know. But, um mm-hmm. But also, let me tell you something. We've been having a lot of where I, where I stay at, where I live at. We've been having a lot of bear um, sightings, and um, we just recently had uh, two um, black bear sightings in my neighborhood and in a couple of towns over. And everybody said, "Oh, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do?" So the Wildlife Federation, you know, they came out with uh, these rules to follow 
Make sure you don't leave a grill out. Make sure you don't leave no food, your trash can. Don't take it out the day before. Take it out the day of and this, that, and the third. And, you know, don't feed the bear and, you know, and this, that, and the third. But my thing is this. I grant it, people got to live. People got to move in somewhere to live. But at the end of the day, we're taking the habitat from the man. And what do we expect? They're going to come into town. They're going to start purging, looking around, and looking for food because the, the natural right. sources are no longer there, you know? So, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, there's a town here in North Carolina called Cary, and there was an article about um, they were saying that um, there's no more places to build. They have ran out of places to build in that town. And it's like, damn, how many trees do y'all <laughs> knock down? We ain't saying there's no more places to build. You know, that's, you know, so I told him, I said, we're going to expect to see more things. We're going to start seeing other animals that we never knew was down here. You know, I know in my subdivision a couple of years ago, we used to have um, we used to have these foxes that came in. But come to find out, the lady in the front, she used to feed them. You know, so, mm-hmm. of course, they're going to come where the food is at or whatever. So they're a bunch of thieves, too, like raccoons, you know. Right, right. But, um, oh, fun fact. If your dog is ever attacked or your dog gets into a fight with a possum and he's bit, don't do like I did. I rushed my dog to the um the vet. I went to the emergency 24-hour vet. So the bill was mm-hmm. at 200-something. walk in the door. So on top of that, the bill that comes with it. And then my dog killed the possum, and I've taken the possum, and I took him to the vet with me so that they could check it out and make sure they didn't have no rabies or anything. So they get my dog. They take him the back. I said, y'all got the possum in the car. So they was like, oh, don't worry about it. You know, get rid of it. We expose it. So I'm like, y'all want to check it for rabies? So they said, nah, nah, we good. They take the dog back there. She comes back out with um, Nadi like 30 minutes later, her leg wrapped up and everything. I says, how do you know if she got rabies or not? They said, oh. They said, uh, possums, but, you know, they they really get rabies. They can't for the most part. So I'm like, so y'all trust me <laughs> Tell me that my dog ain't got no rabies or I ain't got to worry about my dog getting rabies because possums don't get rabies. So I don't want nobody to, if they dog into a fight with a possum, to rush into the to the vet real quick, you know, because we love our animals. And we'll do where where does the rabies come from? I mean, I know bats, but. Yeah, it's, it's mostly mammals. But that's one of the mammals that they said don't carry rabies. Okay. They said okay. that their blood, because of their blood, it's not, I can't remember what, how they explained that. After they told me that she can't get rabies, Everything else was like a Charlie Brown scene, wah, 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 wah. And I'm like, exactly. oh, this <laughs> Right, right. I could have just cleaned the ass up and wrapped it, you know, and I was worried about it. I'm like, oh, my damn dog, raised, you know. You always think of the worst. You know, you never think of, oh, this going to be a positive turnout, you know. But, you know, so I learned that, and it was, it was a learning experience, and I said, that'll never happen again. You know, so I tried to quiz them, like, yo, and me, I'm just babbles. Right, exactly. I definitely don't blame you. 
but um, I don't know if you've been seeing these videos of the, the raccoons that have been attacking people during the day. Now, I'm going to tell you, if a raccoon attacks you or comes to you during the daytime, he nine times out of ten, he has rabies because they usually function at night, you know. And, and, and from what I know of rabies and what I've read, it's, it's, it's real serious. If a person gets it, you know, and if it's not treated in time, you can really die from it. You know? Well, it uh, it is good to to keep a weapon on you, and you know it, it doesn't always have to be about oh I'm gonna pull a gun out and you know shoot something, but it's good to keep a pepper spray, um, a taser on you, a bat. Like um, whenever I'm outside, like I have a clip um, on me where you know I have um, pepper spray in. Um, a taser, I always have that on me, but like, um, I, I do keep a bat close by, like, you know, you should just always have weapons like everywhere. Okay. My bat is right here. And okay. So just say if I'm in the backyard, my bat is in the front yard. And if I have to go to the front yard and, you know, I leave the bat, it should always be like a weapon somewhere like in reach. So it doesn't matter. Like if it, um, if it's a raccoon, if it's a pit bull, um, if you're somehow in a situation with an alligator, um, for for you Floridians, well, I mean that would include me also. But I I like to watch about alligators all the time. So I I did hear if you like hit them in the nose, but I wouldn't even want to get that close to one. Um, and and did you see the video about the guy that got killed by the shark the other day? Which one, the kid that jumped off the cruise ship or the tiger shark attack? Um, I'm not even sure what kind. I know, but, well, it definitely wasn't the kid. I didn't see that. So what happened with, with the kid? Did he get killed? Yeah, so apparently um, graduation, this was like last week, and I wanted to talk about it too. And I'm saying, like, you know, because some cruise ships, when you go into, like, the Bahamas or Jamaica or whatever, when you're 18, you can drink on the boat or drink when you're there, you know, because that's the legal age. And I was going to mm-hmm. say, you know, some parents, you need to watch your kids, even though, you know, you're in different waters and your kids can drink or whatever, you've never seen your child drunk. So you don't know how right. your child's going to act. And you need to pay attention to that because you don't want that to be a situation where the kid got dared by other kids. And apparently he didn't even know these kids. They were all drinking on the boat, and he told the kid, yo, I dare you jump in the water. And this kid jumped in the water, and when he hit the water, you see him swimming around, everybody's laughing and everything, and then they threw a, um, a life preserve uh, buoy in there for him. And then a mm-hmm. couple of feet to the left of that, which was to the left of the kid, there was a figure in the water, and they said that they were in shark-infested water. The next thing you do, you see, is the kid swimming towards the boat, and then you don't see him no more. Oh, you know, they no. went back out there to look for the kid, and they, they never found him. They never found him, never found the body. The Coast Guards went out there. The parents went out there with them, and they um they widened the search for a couple of miles or whatever. They said the boat stayed there for a couple of hours just to see if the kid would resurface or anything, and he didn't, you know. And that's sad because, you know, that was supposed to be a day that, you know, this starts the beginning of their life, and this was right. the day that ended his life, you know? And I know you said that like a week or two ago about something else, 
with these kids. I think it was the shooting at the at the graduation. At a graduation, you know, yeah. Kids, yeah, these kids are starting their lives, and the, the day that they started is the day that it's ended as well. You know, so um, yeah. But yeah, that's now back to the other one. Are you talking about the guy that was in the middle of the water and he was attacked by the shark? Yeah, but I don't know what type of shark it was, but yeah, yeah it was and you could hear him. Yeah, you could hear him screaming, and I'm I'm not even sure what he was doing in the water. And this is, um, this is the thing I feel like when you go like in the ocean, like first of all, you shouldn't even be that far. Like even you know you have to be careful. Even like if you go to the beach, like now when I go to the beach, I barely get in the water. I just like the beach, so like I'm I just like being out there. But um, I feel like that um, it should be a lot of floats in the water like because um, if or whenever I get back in, in in the beach water like if I well I don't know I, I, I really don't know because I don't even plan on going swimming in the water like I said I just like being out um, at the beach you know I'll go in the water and like um, just like walk so far and sometimes I'll dip in you know dip in there but then just a lot of times I just like hanging out at the beach but I do feel like um you know it should be a lot of floats even even people who have like a pool at their house um just for for the sake of drowning uh, you know like um just keep floats in the pool um I don't yeah. know it's just it's just really crazy, but you definitely have to be careful when you're dealing with a shark or or you're dealing with that alligator, and, you know, because that's, you know, now you're entering their space. That's where they live, so you really have to think yeah. twice when you're doing stuff like that. It doesn't matter if you didn't did it a hundred times before. Like, you have to just really be careful. You just really need to think about situations like that. Yeah. Yeah, this no man. And plus when you're in that water, man, you're in that element. That's their world. Mhm. You know? mm-hmm. And and I'm not gonna lie, I've I've been curious a couple of times, like like uh trips to like Jamaica and stuff like that where people get in the water that swim with the fish and the shark and everything. And I've been curious but I'm not gonna swim in nothing that I know is much bigger than me, can outswim me. And definitely, if I lose my snorkel, <laughs> I'm gonna lose that fight. You know? Right, right. And and going back to your statement about, and I and I joke about this because you know everybody's always giving you suggestions when they say like bears. When you see a black bear, you get big. When you see a grizzly bear, you play dead and this, that, and the third. You cover your head and all this. And I'll be saying to myself, when the people say this, I says, what if that bear didn't read the manual that you read about? <laughs> How to deal with them and they do what they do. Right, right. They just attack you anyway, you know. It's like, yo, mm-hmm. it'd be my luck. I hit him in the nose. He's like, and he still tear my ass up. He still trying to eat me. <laughs> and like, y'all read this in the book you spoke. <laughs> you know, and he's like, I motherfucker, I ain't read that book. <laughs> right. No, but not to make light of anybody being killed by animal or whatever. You know, just you know, just be careful, man, when you're dealing with these animals. You know, being in there. 
their territory and you know. Yeah, even um yeah, but that. even with the dog. Um I seen where this dog attacked another dog. This was actually two different uh situations um online and like no one can get the dog off of the dog and it's like one of the dogs I remember seemed like he was possessed but like I don't know yeah. I mean I know it's crazy to say but like if you can run inside <laughs> your house or a store get some or you know <laughs> get some bleach yeah. poured in his eyes and I'm pretty sure he'll let loose then like Oh my gosh, yeah. like one of the dogs really seemed like he was so evil and possessed. So I do not know, yeah. but I am so sorry if I'm in a situation and, um, like that. And just say, for instance, I'm getting attacked or I see someone else getting attacked and the dog will not let go. I'm going to uh, get a weapon. Like I said, if it's peach and I have to pour it in his eyes or if I have to stab him in his throat, I know it sounds, you know, like really violent or whatever, but, you know, that's why I say yeah. you do have to keep your animals on a leash. Like, if they are wild and if, you know, they are um, out of control, you can't control them. Well, it's I'm going to tell you, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to spin the block on the, on that earlier. I just made a statement about, and I, and I got off track, I, I think, or we talked about something else. But, you know, we always talking about self-defense and being big on self-defense and this, that, and the third. It's like, what do you do when you're attacked by an animal? Now, I'm going to tell you some good tips if you ever attacked by a dog, especially pit bulls. You know, most people have them big collars or everything on them. All you have to do is reach around. And like I said, I just I could say this all day, but get attacked and be screaming like everybody else, asking somebody to get the dog <laughs> off me. But you take right. the collar and you start turning the collar. And at some point in time, you're going to cut off his oxygen. You understand what I'm saying? He's going to have right, to right. let up because he wants to breathe. And I would right. take him out. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I would, yeah I, if you that's can. That's how I yeah. feel because I'm not in that situation right now. But like I said, I could be in that situation and just just. Uh, but up, you know what? You know? I said the same thing, too. Like, I, I did say, and I know, like you said, it's easier to, to say, oh, yeah, I'll do this and i do that. Then when you're in it, it's like you you don't know if you would. I mean, you're hoping. But I did say, like, if, if a dog is chewing on my leg, I know for a fact, I, I, the one thing I do know, I'm not going to sit there and just um, scream help. I'm definitely going to try to, to, to defend myself. <laughs> so I did say before that I would try to stick my um, nails into the throat and, like, try to pull out the, the bone socket or whatever. I know that sounds so crazy or whatever. But, again, like I said, I know for a fact I will not. I'm just not that person that's going to just sit there and help, help. No way. No way. That's, like, even if I was to get jumped by somebody, like, if I'm getting jumped, um, I'm not going to just sit up there hoping somebody else is going to say, I mean, of course, I'm hoping that somebody will come and um, <laughs> help me out. But I'm not that type of person that's just going to sit there and just, you know, take some lick, lick without trying to punch, kick, bite, something. I'm doing something. There's no way I'm just um, sitting there. So I can, definitely, I, I can definitely say for a fact that I, I am going to do something. I'm going to tell you, boy, but, you get jumped. I'm going to tell you, you better bring that dog because that dog better come out of you or you're going to be hurt. Right. And um, another thing with dogs, when they attack or they start fighting, um, and dog trainers, they, they're good for this, 
if the dog starts fighting, you're trying to break them up. It's a thing called wheelbarrowing the dog. You, mm-hmm. What you do is you get behind one of the dogs, behind their back legs, and the person gets on the other side, and you turn the dog upside down in the opposite direction. If I go to the right, that other person will go to the left. And what you're doing is you're trying to flip them on their back. And they'll nine times out of ten they'll let it, they'll let go because they're thinking that they're going to be dominated on top and they're going to try to get back to their feet. You know, so it's called right. wheelbarrowing. You start the back of their legs. Oh wow, that's kind of good. You know? Yeah, that does so, sound good. Um, and kick them in the stomach, step on their stomach while he's well, on the back. I don't know, but I know that wheelbarrowing for the most part it works. You know. If you grab yeah. both of their legs and you turn them in two different directions, you know. Um, I'm going to tell you another thing because I know you know I, I had – I don't know if you – I sent you the link to my old page when I was breeding snakes. Everybody's like, oh, what do you do if a snake bites you and he, he wraps you and this, that, and the third? I take. I used to take alcohol and put it on a Q-tip and mm-hmm. dab the sides of their mouths, and they'll open up automatically and let go because it burns. It stings. You know, so that's oh, just a little. So, you know, so for a, a, you saying for a snake? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, um, like lizards too. Lizards are let go too. You know, and they bite so you uh, and, you basically, know, hand sanitizer would work. Yeah, hand sanitizer. So that's like work. a yeah, yeah, that's like a form of alcohol in there. But you got to think about and, it. You, I'm, I'm, you're dealing with constrictors like this ball pythons. Um, uh, recluses, I mean recluses, um, reticulated pythons and things like that. Those are the snakes that bite you, hold you, and wrap you up, you know. But then you got the venom ones. The venom ones strike and they let you go because they got they ain't got to do nothing to you because the venom they know the venom's gonna take care of you, you know. But like mm-hmm. you get a ball constrictor bite you and it wraps your arm or whatever, and you know most people try to take the head and take it off of them or whatever. Get a Q-tip with some alcohol and dab the corners of their mouths, and they open right up. Trust me, they open right up, and they'll, they'll try to retreat because it stings. Yeah. Yeah, I pour a whole bunch of alcohol on their face. <laughs> well, you're gonna need it because you're gonna bleed. Them, them puncture holes, you know, they might seem a little small, but you're gonna bleed. You're gonna bleed bad right. too, and it's gonna look right. like a murder scene. You know. So. Mm-hmm. I hate snakes. Oh my gosh, I hate them. Not that I think. Oh my gosh, they are like that's like the um, my verse being like what what an animal or reptile, whatever category you want to put them in. That's like the verse. Like I I really hate them. Yeah, I hate um, them. I hate them so there's much. A lot of, there, there's a good purpose for them. You know, I I advise people with the exceptions of the poisonous ones. You know, if you see the black snakes and all that, a lot of times if you see them by your house and that's because there's rodents or animals around, and them them black snakes and the king snakes, they eat other snakes, you know. So, you know. But um, I know we were supposed to be touching on the um, dang ground. Okay, yeah, that's our topic, yeah. So, um, yeah, we're going to, I guess, get into our sexy Saturday topic and it's uh, stand your ground and whatever that we didn't touch on today we will touch on Tuesday but um, yeah I'm going to give it over to you and let you start 
So when you when you're dealing with stand your ground, right? People don't realize that there's certain elements that have to be there for you to take the claim that you stand in your ground, you know? And hopefully if we have right. an attorney or anything that's listening or whatever, correct me, you know? And I'm going off of my background of what was explained to us and how, you know, certain things you have to have before you have the element of the defense. So I have to have an element of me and somebody arguing on my property, person refusing to leave my property. But depending on the state you're in also, I think that everybody that purchases a shotgun, for the most part, people purchase a shotgun for home defense or hunting. Nobody really says, well, I'm going to use it for, you know, and, and I could be wrong. You know, people use guns for whatever reason or whatever, but for the most part, some people use it for home protection or hunting. I think that everybody that purchases it, when they ask them all the questions, when you fill out the paperwork, they say, will it be used for home defense? I think everybody needs to take a stand-your-ground course. If, if yeah. not even a course, a test. The test, and the test will determine if you need to take the course because Everybody, like I said last week, everybody feels that they have a valid point. Everybody feels that whatever they say is the right thing, and they don't care what nobody else says. They feel like what they say is the most important thing in the world, and what they say is golden. Whatever you say is not important. You know, and you can't have a whole world of people like that because if you do, who's right? You know, I was always told never argue with fools because onlookers want to know the difference. That's mm-hmm. one of them situations, you know? Um, right. Stand your ground. The element of conflict has to be there. The element of conflict has to be there. And I personally believe that the person that is determining if they're going to use deadly force because they're on their property, they should know that you have to remove yourself from that conflict for that defense to stand. Like, say if I'm arguing with somebody on my lawn. I can't just say, I'm going to get my gun. If you're out here, I'm going to fucking finish you off. That's premeditated. I'm telling you what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a moment of me arguing with you and say, hey, listen, please leave my, my lawn. You understand what I'm saying? And the person right. says, no, nah, I'm not leaving. And if you take two steps back, and they take two or three steps forward, I'm not moving because this is my property, so I'm going to defend myself. And I could be wrong. You understand what I'm saying? But like I said, there has to be an element. The element has to be the conflict. The conflict, you have to be as a reasonable person. It was called um, culpable mental state. That's what we were told. It was called culpable mental state. A reasonable person has to believe. And you got to think about it. You can, say if you kill somebody. And you have to defend yourself in court. There's 12 people that don't know you. They're sitting in a box, and they're going to judge your actions. They're going to judge it off of emotions or things that mm-hmm. they've seen on TV. Well, on law and order, they say you can't do that. And you, and what's crazy is most of the people that look at these shows are like everyday Joes that mm-hmm. know nothing about criminology. 
They know nothing about criminal justice. They don't know how the real world works. They work off of what they see on TV, and that's not how the real world works. When you're dealing with people that are, are criminals, they know some of the laws better than some of the people that's enforcing the laws, and I'm talking about cops. I'm not talking yes, about the attorneys. Definitely. The attorneys have opportunities to study up on what they're going to charge them with. You know, these cops have split-second moments that they have to come in and make a judgment call. Could the judgment call be right? Yeah. Could the judgment call be wrong? Yes, it could be. And everything that they do is on a spare the moment, split moment. And, you know, they give you basic law, you know. So um, I think that everybody that wants to purchase a shotgun and when they ask you the questions that goes to ATF and to the sheriff's department or wherever it goes, that they need to have on there, like, if you want to use it for home defense or hunting, and if you click check off both boxes, they need to give you a 10-question a ten test. And the test got to be tricky. It can't be cut and dry. And the reason why I say it got to be tricky is because it will force people that want to get shotguns and use them for personal defense to learn more about what stand your ground means. It doesn't mean that I come out my house and I just start shooting at you. It doesn't mean you knock on my door and I just shoot out the door for whatever reason. Exactly. It doesn't. It doesn't. Now, could it mean that the person retreated and they came back to your house and then you felt in danger? Yeah, it could be because I don't know how you feel. I don't know how you would feel. You know, I can't Sunday morning quarterback your actions, but what I can do is use logic. I can say, whoa, hold up. There was more than enough time in between that situation. This person went in the house, got the gun, told the person this, okay, reasonable man theory. What would a reasonable man do or say or think? You understand what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I, th- I just think that so many people run to that so quickly. Oh, I'm standing my ground, standing my ground, standing my ground. What if you were the asshole that started the whole thing? Are you now standing your ground or are you being a prick because you know you got a gun and that you have the right to, to take this person's life? You know, I just think that there, there needs to be more accountability when it comes to um, people that use that defense. Right, yeah, yeah. and you can't I, you can't just um, call up the cops and make up some sad story like, oh my gosh, I was afraid for myself, and somebody was at my door. Like, if you feel like your life is in danger, then you call the police. You don't just start shooting at your door. And I am referring to the situation that recently happened with the um, with, with the black thirty five year old woman and her uh, four kids. They were playing. Um, they were playing close to a white woman's yard or whatever, and so that's the situation that I'm referring to. We did speak on that uh, briefly in our current event. We did speak briefly about that last Tuesday, so I am speaking on that. Like, you know, don't just shoot someone who who comes to your door and they don't have a weapon, and you know for a fact that this person is not trying to kill you. Um, but you just want to shoot someone for, you know, whatever reason, because you're evil or you're a racist or whatever. And, and, you know, this is not about race, but, you know, you can't just um, shoot somebody just, you know, for, you know, for no reason. 
because you feel like you can use the stand your ground. Like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to use the stand your ground. They were in my yard. They came bamming on my door. Yeah. And then, yeah, then you killed, you know, you killed someone. You take their life. Then your ass is in jail. And even if you get out for a little bit, because it's only going to be for a little bit, then you have these people harassing you and, you know, um, doing who knows what to you. Like, you just really have to think situations through before taking someone's life. Yeah, everybody, people are not critical thinkers, you know. Mm -hmm. But this ain't just a new thing. This is just a more public thing because of the Internet. This has been going on for years. You understand what I'm saying? And it's only making it big because we can now see it. We can now see it, you know. Like, I feel like certain times that cops only make arrests is because not because they seen the tape, because we saw the tape. Because exactly. Because the world seen the tape. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. everybody talks about, oh, yeah, let's do, do just, you know, the, the, the process of, of um, due process and this, that, and the third. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I know personally, firsthand, the judicial system is the worst. The worst. They talk about oh, right. you got a you got a trial, peers, twelve people, never the case. Nobody, nobody that did your line of work or did anything that you've done was ever in that twelve box, that twelve man or twelve woman box. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They talk about, oh, speedy trials. That trials can go on two, three, four, five, six years, you know. Um, what's another clock that they use? Oh, um, put your hand on the Bible. Swear that to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God. But they're the biggest liars. You right. understand what I'm saying? Right. Trust, but they, they they say, yeah, put your hand on the Bible, but there's so much stuff that they take out of the households. Parents can't beat their kids because, oh, you can't you can't discipline a child. We'll do that for you. Yeah, you'll kill my child. You'll throw my child away in prison forever, and mm-hmm. he has no chance to become a part of society because he has become institutionalized. And institutionalism mm. is a huge thing. Oh, Jesus, you know, yes, it is. Some people cannot recoup after being incarcerated. Mm, you know, you know, we gotta um, talk about that too with the mental health. But go ahead. Yeah, you know, and I just feel with this this whole everybody's using this. So, oh, I stood my ground. I'm standing my ground. I'm not moving. I'm not this. I'm not that. Sometimes it's not about who got the biggest balls. It's who's the smartest. You understand what I'm saying? Because Mm-hmm. There's they they say that there's um 48 laws of power, right? And within right. these laws of power, they give you certain things, you know. Things like mm-hmm. never try to outshine the master, and the one that I I love the most is be careful who you insult, because you never know, you might kill somebody. You don't know what their family's involved in. That might come back to your family. You understand what I'm saying? And it's crazy right. that, that 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 hasn't happened yet. But that don't mean that it hasn't happened and it just wasn't on the news. 
Who's to say you right. didn't kill somebody's family member that was in the mob or somebody's family member that was in a cartel or anything else, and it'll come back to you. You know, mm-hmm. people need to start thinking, especially when it comes to being able to take somebody's life. When you shoot that gun, that bullet cannot come back. That bullet cannot come back. And are you shooting it out of anger? Are you shooting it out of defending yourself? Because that right. comes the part now. Was my pride hurt, so that's why I shot at him? Or that's why I shot him? Or did you really think this through? You know, that's that's a that's a powerful tool to be able to take somebody's life in somebody's life and then try to use the, the defense of all oh, stood my ground. I wasn't going nowhere because it is. Now I can see if the person was gonna threaten you and your family and you were scared for your family and you did what you had to do. Because yeah. I'm gonna protect my house. You come to my house and and I ask you to leave or whatever. If I feel it's a situation where I can just call the cops or whatever, that's what I'm going to do because I know that bullet cannot come back. And who's mm-hmm. to say if you shot that gun off and the bullet didn't go through that person and hit somebody across the street or down the block? Or matter of fact, I don't know if you've seen some of these videos, but half of the people that shoot guns, they shouldn't even be able to throw a fucking rock let alone shoot a gun, that projectile that moves that fast and, and miss their target, like 30. And, and it's even cops that are trained. They miss their target. You understand what I'm saying? But, so yeah. people got to start thinking, like, yo, how how am I looking beyond my target? Because anybody who's going to the range or had any type of combat training, they always tell you, look at your target and look beyond your target that that bullet can leave your target and go beyond that, who is it going to hit? So many people are still yeah. stuck on, oh, I'm not going nowhere. I'm going to kill this. You understand what I'm saying? And not mm-hmm. thinking like, mm-hmm. damn, if I kill this person, what's going to happen? What's my life going to be like? What are the legal ramifications behind my actions? Other people are going to say, because you'd be surprised in a split section, sex, sex, uh, Split-second decision on how many people see the total opposite of what you saw or what you thought you saw. It happens all the time mm-hmm. where people will be like, yo, this person didn't even have a gun and this, that, and the third, and the whole time the person had a gun. People are not professional witnesses. So you understand what I'm saying? Right, yeah, definitely. And, and say, hey. I know to look out for this. I know to look out for that. I know they see it on TV. They're like, what color was he wearing? How tall was he? You know, this, that, and the third. That's why the stores now, they have them, them, them height charts. If you notice at all the stores, they have the height charts. When you come in the store, if you look to the right of the, the door, there's always a height chart when you come in and when you go out. And that's so that they don't got to guess because people want to tell this dude was seven foot one. This dude was only mm-hmm. five four. But people get scared. People see a gun or a knife, and the gun becomes big. It could have been a toy gun. They said, "Oh, he pulled out a machine gun," or it could have been a little pocket knife. They said, "Oh, he pulled out a, a machete." And when you right. see the footage, you see the machete out of that. You know, mm-hmm. and that's because people are not professional witnesses. 
They don't know right. what to look for, know what the, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just telling people that have guns, have access to guns, that use guns to protect themselves, their family, whatever, just be knowledgeable on the reason why you're going to pull a gun, why you're going to use the gun, because that bullet can't come back. The bullet can't come back. What do you think? And if do? you why can. Gonna... Yeah. Right. No, and I was going to say, and if you guys can, um, you know, take up a self defense class or go online and look up a self defense tutorial because it's not always about pulling out a gun, you know? So. Because mm-hmm. what if you're in a situation where that person can defend themselves back? You need to know, am I really going to be able to defend myself and it be considered a, 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 a legitimate situation? Or right. can I put this person in a position where they got to feel like they got to defend their life against me? Right. You know what I'm saying? So now you got two idiots standing on the ground, standing in the, in the grass shooting at each other. Right. You know, and they're hitting everything but themselves. They're hitting the streets, mm-hmm. the streets, mm-hmm. the other cars, people, <laughs> people's animals, all types of shit is just dead everywhere except for these two idiots shooting yeah. at each other. You know, so, mm-hmm. I, and I don't mean to call nobody an idiot. I'm just, you know, I'm just saying. I'm just but using, if you're an idiot, you're just a goddamn you know, idiot. Right. <laughs> if you're taking someone's life for no you reason, know. you're an idiot. If you're shooting through the door, um, for no reason, you're an idiot. So, I mean, that's ignorant. It is, you know, yeah. just crazy. You know, you got to know when when can you use deadly force, right? We we got to be, you know, that's uh, fair to say that we got to know when can you use deadly force. Can I use deadly force if a person punches me in the face? Now, there's elements to that. So he's a cop, and he gets punched in the face by somebody. He can use deadly force because all he has to do is black out. That guy can take his gun and kill him, right? Mm-hmm. Citizen, same thing, you know? Citizen, same thing. Somebody punches you in your face, you draw your weapon, and they're fighting you over your weapon. You got to make a split decision, split-second decision. May I shoot? Can I shoot? Will I shoot? Those are the things you got to ask yourself. May you shoot? Right. Can you shoot? Will you shoot? Mm-hmm. You know, not everything that you point your gun at, you should fire at. You know, you got to learn how to how to draw your weapon. You got to know how to point your weapon. You got to know, make sure your finger's not in the, in the, be on the guard of the gun and not on the trigger. Everybody wants to put their hand in the trigger and you do a quick jerk. You pull the trigger and you kill somebody by accident. When you draw your weapon, you put your hand on the guard. You, you make your demands, your commands. Not, not your demands, but your commands. There's a difference. When you make a demand, you're taking something. When you're giving a command, you're giving direction. You're telling them, hey, do me a favor, back up, step back. You know, usually when you're doing, when you're making a, you know, demand, you're like, hey, give me that shit. Give me that. Give me all of that. <laughs> you, know? So, <laughs> you know, you just got to know the difference, you know, command and demand. You know, there is a difference, you know. So I guess that's enough of my rant and 
on this subject. I'm just tired of hearing everybody say, oh, I'm going to stand my ground. I'm going to stand this. And then you hear the whole story. you like, you know you sound real dumb, right? They really gave you a gun? Right. Like, yeah. you know, that's not a, a, a stand your ground situation, right? That's a, you escalated that to that situation, you know, and you can. You can escalate a situation for you to defend yourself, and you become the criminal now. Yeah. You become the criminal because you escalated that. Yeah. And, you have to um, and be responsible when you have a gun that you have to pull yourself away from certain situations. That's why they tell people you cannot walk into a bar with a gun because liquor and firearms do not go well together because your decision-making is very poor. And in this situation with the um, the uh, white lady that killed the the white 58-year-old lady that killed the uh, 35-year-old black lady, now um, there are four kids without a mother, without a mother. So um, it's just a situation that should not have happened. And then when she finally did get arrested, they had her on suicide watch. So it's just like basically, you know, she have ruined her life. So regardless of, like I said, um, how, you know, like I'm pretty sure she will get sentenced. But even like if she's home right now, because I think that they did give her a bond, like there's not going to there there's not going to be any peace for her. There's not going to be any, be any peace. So you really do need to think about these situations. Quit trying to um, lie and act like your life was in danger when you know for a fact that your life was not in damn danger. So four kids are now left without a mother. And um, um, in other news, on that note, before we do close it, I definitely want to say uh, rest in peace to um, DC Fly's partner who left him with three children to raise. Um, And we're going to actually do a topic about plastic surgery versus health also because that's another situation that women need to, you know, need to start thinking about, like, don't go messing with your body. Um, If it's not like, where your life is like, you know, a life um, and death situation, like, hey, you got to have surgery because this or that, then, you know, don't, don't do it. Don't go trying to change yourself and, you know, just to end your life. And now, like I said, now there are three kids left without a mother. And today I did see a clip where DC Fly, he, was at the funeral, and he said that it wasn't hard, but it wasn't easy. But he did say that he is a a praying person, he's a spiritual person, and that they were going to be okay. And I'm definitely um, sure that they will be okay. But no matter, um, you know, how how much support that they have, which is, you know, the support is definitely a good thing, you still have three kids, three young kids who, who is now without a mother, just because of her own selfish needs, and there's a a six year old a two year old and the baby is either ten months or eleven months, and you know you have you know it wasn't even a year and th- you know that she had given birth that you 
she decided that she wanted to change her whatever, do a mommy makeover. So whether it's your breasts, your ass, whatever, you know, love yourself, um, work out, change your diet. And that's the thing that we definitely have to do, like, you know, just commit to a diet and, you know, all of that. But that's a whole other story, and I know that our time is out. So is there anything else that you want to say before we um, close it out? Yeah, and and I wanna I wanna talk I wanna go back to that for a hot second. Now, could could that be mental illness too? Because a lot of these women that are getting body adjustments and everything, there's a lot of stuff that's not wrong with them. But they find a way to say, oh yeah, I wanted to do this, I wanted to do that, I wanted to do this, I want to make this look better and that. And if you look at them, be like, yo, there's nothing wrong with you. What is wrong with yeah. you? And it's like, is that mental illness too? I have no idea. I have no idea because I I did not see anything. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you know, people, you know, they they, they always feel like, oh, I got to be better. I got to look better. I got to be better. I got to do better. And this, that, and third. But they don't want to put in the work. They want to go the easy route. They want to, you know, and I'm not talking ill of the dead. I'm just talking actual facts. You know, and I don't yeah, want nobody to feel right, like I'm, I'm jumping on her for what she did or whatever. That's her body, and she has the right to do whatever she wants. But at the end of the day, you know, it's like some it's of these a women, you look at them, you, you have, have, you have you know, Yeah, but you know, you don't know how a person feels, you know. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna jump that far and say, you know, it. Your decisions sometimes affect your your family, your kids, or whatever, and you have to be aware of your decisions. You understand what I'm saying? But, well, I um, seen I seen someone um, after that happened, a girl in the comments, and she said that that's confirmation that she was no longer doing her plastic surgery. She said that she was going to get surgery, and after that happened, that was confirmation for her not to go and do it because it's, you you just oh my gosh, you just don't know the end result. Like yeah, you have some women that are. Um, you know, that do survive it. And then you have some women, even though they do survive it, their ass is fucked up, their breast is fucked up, like it's worse than what it was. So, you know, do some ass lifts, do some push-ups, uh, you know, for your chest or whatever. It's just like that's what we need to do. We need to eat better. We need to exercise and just stay away from something that's so dangerous. And I didn't see anything wrong with her. She was a very pretty girl, and, I mean, I have no idea what, what made her want to do it. I don't know if it was a mental illness, mental health thing, whatever, but I seen a clip where she said that people were, were like, oh, no, you shouldn't do it. You're perfect. And she was like, no, you know, so what? This is my body. I'm doing it. Yeah, and it's your body now. You're not here, and now these three kids have to grow up without a mom. It doesn't matter how much um, money that the dad have or how who he is, you know, you still, you know, like, mm, it's just a, it's just a sad situation. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think too, what, what, what worsens the situation with things like that is the titles that they give these, these surgeries, a mommy makeover. Mm-hmm. Ooh. What is a mommy supposed to look like? I thought most women had a vagina, two breasts, 
two arms, two legs. What could you like, you know, but then they they scold you for body shaming or they scold you for making certain comments about certain things, but they can market something like a mommy makeover. Just do a mommy makeover. What is a mommy supposed to look like? I have a mother. My mother looks different than everybody else's mother, and so did yours. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, then they got mm-hmm. the old Brazilian butt lift. Ooh, so only Brazilian women got big butts? Only Brazilian women? You understand what I'm saying? It's like the thing right. that they go about, how they market it, you know? And But they, they never talk to you or they never tell the doctors, hey, listen, you need to talk to these patients about how dangerous this is because that surgery is very dangerous. They inject your stomach or wherever they take the fat at, and they put it into your behind, right? Now, there's, there's blood vessels and stuff that's, that get caught up, and that's where a lot of the women die from. There's blood vessels and stuff that get caught up in the, the pull of the blood, I mean the fat, and they, they reintroducing it to the body. You know, so your body goes into anaphylactic shock or whatever, and you die. And it's crazy, you know, but they'll still market it, and they'll tell you, um, you have some doctors speaking out on it and say, yeah, that's the most dangerous surgery that's out there, plastic surgery-wise, is the Brazilian butt lift. But so many people want to do it. Everybody wants to live on the wild side. Everybody wants to be bigger, faster, stronger, whatever, but they don't want to put it in the work. They want to cheat yeah. the system. And a lot of times, cheating the system will cost you your life. You can't cheat everything in life. Everybody, we're so, fix- we're so fixated as a country to be faster, be this, be that, but do it at a shorter period of time. It's like, yo, what happened to putting in the work? What happened to putting in the effort? There's no effort in anything anymore. And that's yeah. what, that's another thing. Like, I, you know, and I don't want to get into relationship things or whatever, but that's even with relationships, you know, and I'm going to make that bold statement that nobody wants to work on anything anymore. Oh, yeah, I'm tired. Oh, so because I'm tired, that's it. You know, and then I'm not going to say that everybody's like that, you know, but I'm, I'm going to leave it there because I'm not going to go on to my rant about that. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, man, nobody well, to put in work for nothing, man. Right. And, well, and um, I do want to wrap it up and say um, this is totally off topic. Thanks again um, uh, for the guacamole tips. <laughs> I've been making guacamole almost every day So thank you so much I went and got some shrimp today I went to the grocery store And um, I'm going to You know what I'm probably going to Maybe I might do a little uh, Tutorial video or whatever But we definitely have some commercials coming up That we're going to be doing or whatever I got to get my hair done So you know I can be all did all up Or whatever But yeah um, And then I got to send you the avocado toast that I made the other day. Oh, my gosh. It was so good. When I was biting into that, I'm like, you know what? Oh, my gosh. I love Estee. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much, Estee. That that was a really good <laughs> avocado toast that I had the other day. <laughs> Thank you so yeah, much. So, uh, yes, I definitely like it. Now, um, uh, I, w- I used to go to Dunkin' Donuts almost every day for the avocado toast, but, you know, now I can make it myself. You know, I'll still eat Dunkin' Donuts. Um, avocado toast every you know once in a while because I'm I still drink their coffee. Um, I had their coffee today. It was really good, the, the caramel and um, uh, and then uh, you know I just I don't know. I, um, but now I don't drink coffee every day because I like um, 
I like tea. I like to make my own green my own green tea with honey and cinnamon, and it's so good. Oh my gosh, I had this Jamaican uh, tea that I tried. It's really good. It's like an instant tea that you know, like mm-hmm. how do you have instant coffee? So it's you know, it was really good. But yeah, I have to drink green tea almost every day. But yeah, so again, thank you so much for the avocado tips. Now I'm going to move on to some grilled chicken and see if I can learn how to make like the Alice spring chicken that I'm always getting from Outback. Um, grilled chicken with some cheese and some uh, bacon and honey mustard. I'm going to definitely try that, try to make that. But um, yeah, so that's all I have to say. And um, I guess we're going to wrap it up unless you have more, uh, any uh, final closing words. Nope. Okay, well, guys and dolls, thank you so much for tuning in to the show. Uh, don't forget to check out uh, my single, Can't You See, Abortion is Murder. It's on iTunes, it's on Spotify, it's everywhere. Thank you guys so much for uh, supporting me. That's why I'm just putting it back out there uh, just so I can get more sales. So I definitely want to thank you guys uh, so much for that. And that does it for us. Join us uh, Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time we'll, where we will be interviewing a guest. And that's it. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.